0: today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle.
1: He'll bless you coming in. He'll bless you going out. He'll bless you in the city. He'll bless you in the field. He'll cause everything you set your hands to do to prosper, praise God. He'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Those are the blessings that he promised would come on you and overtake you. But once again, notice the condition. If you are obedient, to God's Word. Welcome once again to our program. Let's have a word of prayer, then we'll get right into our lesson. All right? I'm believing God that what is going to be shared on this broadcast today is going to be life-changing. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that this is going to be more than just another sermon. It is going to come to you as revelation. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit who is the teacher of the church, who is the revealer of truth. We call upon him right now to work with us in this broadcast, in teaching this lesson, and may it drop down deep into the hearts of every person who hears it, and may at the end of this broadcast... They make the quality decision to be more than just a hearer only, but a doer of your word, and you promised if they do so, they will be blessed in their deed. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to invite you to open them to Genesis chapter 12. We began last week a brand new series entitled, Our Covenant of Increase. Genesis chapter 12 God introduces himself to a man by the name of Abram, later changes his name to Abraham, and makes this statement. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. In the Amplified Version, it says, I will not only bless you, but I will also bless you with an abundant increase of favors. Notice Increase, say increase with me. It is a covenant of increase. God told him that I will bless you, which means I will empower you to increase. And then he went right along and said, in the Amplified Version, and right along with this empowerment to prosper and to succeed, I'm going to give you an abundant increase of favors. I tell you, I have laid hold upon that. I laid hold upon that. 47 years ago, and I have been operating in that favor ever since, and it just keeps increasing and increasing year after year after year. Now, once again, God said to him, I will bless you, I will empower you to increase. So I want you to think when you hear the word covenant, think increase, because that's exactly what it is a covenant of increase. Let me read to you Psalm 115. Psalm 115, and beginning in about verse 12, if you have your Bible with you there. In verse 12, it says, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. What is that referring to? Covenant people. God's word is saying, he has been mindful of us. Or in other words, God has his mind on us. He will bless us. That's what's on his mind. How can I bless them? He says he blesses covenant people. And then verse 13 says, he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now notice, every time God talks blessing, he immediately talks increase, In fact, if you go back to Genesis 12, after God promised Abram that he would bless him in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2, it shows that that increase came immediately. And in verse 2, and Abram was very rich in cattle, very rich in silver, and very rich in gold. Notice that covenant of increase is already working for him. And by the time you get to Genesis chapter 24, it says that God had blessed him, or you could say it this way God had brought increase into Abraham's life in every way. That's what it's designed to do. You say, Well, that's great, Brother Jerry, but what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you because Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, now you look this up for yourself. Galatians 3 and verse 29 says that if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. In Genesis chapter 17, God promised that he would not only bless Abraham, but he would bless his seed in their generation. I'm the seed of Abraham in my generation. You're the seed of Abraham in your generation. And that means since it was a covenant of increase, you're entitled to increase just like Abraham was, just like Isaac was. Just like Jacob was, just like Joseph was, just like David was, you are entitled to the same increase. Now, the difference between them and perhaps some of you that are watching this broadcast today, they were aware of their covenant and they knew that it was a covenant of increase and they placed a demand upon it. You see, if you don't know it's a covenant of increase, then you're not going to place that demand upon it. You see, what I'm talking about is this. You get up every morning saying, Father, thank you that I'm the seed of Abraham. Thank you that I have a covenant with you. And thank you that it is a covenant of increase. And Father, I'm believing and I'm expecting that covenant to work in my behalf this very day. I wrote a book a few years ago entitled Every Day a Blessing Day. I get up every day expecting the blessing of God to manifest, to show up in some way in my life and to bring increase into my life. And folks, I've been doing this for 47 years, and that's exactly what's happened. That's my testimony. God's covenant of increase in my life has done exactly that. It's brought increase. I'm telling you, and it works day after day, year after year, and it's going to keep on working. Why? Because God said, I will establish my covenant. And when God used the word establish, that means that it cannot be altered. When God makes a promise, he also says in Psalm 89, 34, as I mentioned last week, God says, I will not alter that which has come from my lips. God will not break covenant. God will not break promise. If he promised it, then you can count on him. He will do it. But you've got to know what he promised if it's ever going to manifest in your life. And then once you know what he's promised, you have to make a stand for it. You don't think for one moment the devil's just going to roll over and play dead and let all this happen to you without a fight. No, Paul says we fight the good fight of faith. You take the word of God and you let the devil know that you believe it, that you're not going to back off of it. You're not going to compromise. And God says, if you're faithful to his word, then you will abound in his blessings. So let's remember, this is a covenant of increase. Now, once again, as at the close of last week's broadcast, I mentioned from Deuteronomy chapter 28 that one of the conditions for the blessing to operate in a person's life, one of the conditions for them to experience the increase that God promised, they had to be obedient to God's Word. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, To observe and to do all His commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Boy, what a great promise. All these blessings. Now, if you want to know what all those blessings are, keep reading Deuteronomy chapter 28, all the way down through verse 13. It talks about He'll bless you coming in, He'll bless you going out. He'll bless you in the city. He'll bless you in the field. He'll cause everything you set your hands to do to prosper, praise God. He'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Those are the blessings that he promised would come on you and overtake you. But once again, notice the condition. If you are obedient to God's word. Now, once again, I've heard people say today that we don't have to be obedient anymore. That, you know, that's not a requirement anymore. Well, I beg to differ. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Doesn't that refer to or isn't that referring to obedience? What is Jesus saying? Why are you calling me Lord when you won't obey what I have to say? If, if I'm really your Lord, then you're going to be obedient to what I'm telling you. And then he goes on in verses 47 through 49 and he says, let me show you what a man's like who is obedient to my word. He says, when the storms of life come and try to destroy his house, they cannot destroy it because he's built on a firm foundation. What was that firm foundation? Obedience to the word of God. And then on the other hand he said, but let me show you what a man's like who only hears what I have to say, but won't obey it. He's like a man when those same floods come and they beat against his house, he says, because he won't be obedient to my word, the flood destroys his house. So once again, obedience was important if the blessings are gonna manifest in your life. And then the book of James chapter one and verse 22 says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Be ye doers of the word. That's obedience, is it not? When God tells us to walk in love, isn't that New Testament? He said, a new commandment I leave unto you. Read about this in the book of John. Jesus himself said it. I leave you a new commandment that you love one another. You mean to tell me I don't have to obey that? Even after Jesus said, this is my new commandment? Oh, we don't have to be obedient today, Brother Jerry. Well, then you mean I can be in strife? You mean I can can be in unforgiveness? I can just ignore what Jesus said and expect the blessings to just still come on me? That is not so, folks. When Jesus says that we ought to love one another, if Paul says we ought to walk in love, if Paul says we need to walk in the Spirit, if, if Paul says by unction of the Holy Spirit that we are to cast down imaginations, you mean to tell me I can just ignore all that and God's blessings will still come on me? Somebody's not reading the Bible. You must be obedient to the Word of God today, just like they were required to back in Abraham's day. The difference is, praise God, we've been redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. I'm not going to experience the curse. However, if I'm not obedient to the Word of God, then I haven't positioned myself to experience the blessings. I want the blessings. How about you? I want to be blessed coming in and going out. I want to be blessed in the city and in the field. I want to be the head and not the tail. I want to be above and not beneath. I want everything I set my hands to do to prosper. And if that's going to be a reality in my life, then I must be obedient to the Word of God. So let me encourage you today. Don't let anybody convince you that obedience is not a requirement any longer. Yes, it is. Read the New Testament. God expects you to be obedient to his word. Under the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You know, I just believe that's true for today. If I'm willing and obedient, then I will enjoy the good of the land. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, hear therefore, O Israel... And be watchful to do them, that it may be well with you, that you may increase exceedingly. Now notice once again, God says to them, if you are obedient to what I'm telling you to do, then it will be well with you and you will increase exceedingly. Increase is a vital part of your covenant. It's a vital part of the promise that God has made to you through that covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 11 through 15. It says, "And he will love you, he will bless you, and he will multiply you." That's not only in numbers, but that has to do with materially and financially as well. Read their story. He not only caused them to grow in numbers, but he increased their gold, their silver, their cattle, their sheep, their flocks. Multiply, that implies Increase. That was that covenant of increase working in their behalf. Deuteronomy chapter fourteen, verse twenty-two. Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed, that the field bringeth forth year by year. Notice God wants them to tithe from their increase. Now, you can't tithe from increase if you're not increasing. So notice God is saying to them, If you're obedient to my word, you will increase. It's not if you increase, it's when you increase. You will increase and when you do, tithe from the increase. So God says that this is a covenant of increase. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 15, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thine increase. God will bless you in all your increase. So once again, when God thinks covenant, he thinks increase. That's the way you ought to think. When you think covenant, you should think increase. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 6 through 18, God is saying, if you're obedient to my word, and then notice the terminology he uses, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. Notice he started out with when this happens, not if it happens, but when your herds multiply. That's mul- that, that's increase. When your flocks multiply, that's increase. When your silver and your gold is multiplied, that's increase. God says, if you're obedient to what I'm telling you to do, then it's just a matter of time you will increase in every area of your life. My, 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 what a covenant we have. Isn't that exciting? It's a covenant of increase. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. And if you didn't write it down last week, or maybe you didn't see last week's broadcast, then write it down now. For you to fail to increase is a violation of your covenant. I'm going to say it again. For you to fail to increase is a violation of your covenant. There should be testimony Of increase in your life when you learn how to operate in your covenant. God, listen to this. I wrote this in my notes years ago, and I'll tell you every time I read it, it just blesses me. I believe it was inspired by the Holy Ghost. God has no problem with how much you and I increase just as long as we give him all the credit for it. Praise God. God has no problem with how much you increase, Now, you know, some sinners have a problem with how much I increase. Some Christians have a problem with how much I increase. In fact, I have a bigger problem with Christians than I do sinners. Uh, You know, some people have a problem with how much I increase. But apparently God doesn't because he's the one who said once again in Psalm 115 and verse 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more. Say that with me more and more. So God has no problem with how much I increase just as long as he gets all the credit for it. Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18 makes this statement. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. Or you could say it is he that giveth thee the power to increase. Where does that power come from? The blessing the blessing of God that he has bestowed upon our life. Proverbs 10:22. once again, the blessing, it maketh rich. The blessing of God makes a person rich. So that's the power that makes us rich. And God says, I have no problem whatsoever with how much increase you experience in your life, just as long as you give me all the credit for it. Remember, it's the Lord thy God who giveth thee the power to increase. So I want you to say this with me. I have a covenant with Almighty God. Say this, my covenant is a covenant of increase. And then say this, and God has no problem with how much I increase. In fact, he expects me to increase more and more. You ought to write those things down. And keep them in front of you. Let me say it again. You have have a covenant with God. It's a covenant of increase. God has no problem with how much you increase. In fact, he expects you to increase more and more. Praise God. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 6 through 13, he says, Thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack Anything. Wow. Can you can you is that sinking in? I'm telling you, that is so powerful. You will eat without scarceness, and you shall not lack anything. Now I can almost hear some of you thinking out loud. Well, that was what he said in the old covenant. Okay. I agree with you. He said it in the old covenant that you shall not lack anything. Well, let me remind you in Hebrews, it says, we have a better covenant founded upon better promises. And if he didn't want them to lack under the old covenant, then surely he doesn't want us to lack under the new covenant if it's a better covenant founded upon better promises. My friends, I'm telling you, quit fussing with the word of God. Quit accepting religious tradition as final authority and just agree with what God says. If he says he doesn't want you to lack because your covenant of increase will continue to bring increase in your life, just lift your hands and say, Lord, so be it. So be it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. No lack. Say that with me. No lack in my covenant of increase. Obviously, to attain to this level, that would be called the fullness of the blessing. And maybe you're not there yet. Maybe none of us are there yet, but it is obtainable. Don't give up just because you're not there yet. You say, well, I'm lacking in every area of my life. Well, that's why you need to listen more so than anybody else to what I'm telling you because I know what it's like. 47 years ago, I was in lack. I lacked everything, needed. I lacked in every area and needed everything. But I found out I had a covenant of increase, learned how to put it to work. It didn't all happen overnight, but it began one night and praise God from that day till now, the story of my life has been increased. Everything around me has increased, and God is no respecter of persons. If He'd do it for Jerry Savelle, He'd do it for you. What did I do to position myself to experience increase? I was obedient to the Word of God. Be obedient to the Word of God. Just like Mary told the disciples, whatsoever He saith unto you, do it. When you're willing and obedient, the Bible says, you will eat the good of the land. Praise God. It's a covenant of increase, folks, and there's so much more I want to share with you, but my time is up. I want you to watch this special announcement about some special resources that we have prepared just for you. I know you're going to enjoy hearing this, so watch it closely, then I'll be back in just a few moments. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas, and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. We
0: are here for you. Become the winner that God wants you to be. Jerry Savelle Ministries has faith-building, encouraging posts, resources, videos, and more that are just a swipe, click, or download away don't let a day go by without building your faith. Follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Also, Make sure to visit jerrysavelle.org and share your prayer request or praise reports with us. We wanna connect our faith with yours and celebrate what God is doing in your life. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for all believers. In the revolutionary book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity with a special focus on the reasons why many of God's people are in financial bondage. God has provided the way out. You are blessed to be a blessing. Also included in today's package is the eye-opening 5 CD teaching, The Power of the Blessing. In this series, Jerry Savelle teaches how the blessing of God will cause you to live a rich life, how you can receive and experience this heavenly empowerment, and how the blessing will cause you to rise above troubles and limitations, and much more. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Covenant of Increase package, including Why God Wants You to Prosper and The Power of the Blessing. You can enjoy the peace, quietness, and confidence that come from allowing God to direct your finances for his purposes today.
1: As I said before we went to the break, obedience is the key. Be obedient to God, be obedient to his word. Proverbs 28, 20 says, a faithful man shall abound in blessings. That's increase. That's increase any way you look at it. If you're abounding in the blessings of God, then that means you're increasing. God will take you from zero to unlimited. God will take you from the pit to the palace. God will take you from being a pauper to a king, praise God. So that's what happens when you're obedient to God's Word. It is a covenant of increase. Now, if you just feel like, Brother Jerry, I wish you hadn't stopped. I know you know so much more, and I want to hear much more. Then that's why we put together these resources for you. Three CDs, The Power of the Blessing. The Power of the Blessing. I'm telling you, when you begin to get a revelation of what the blessing is all about, that it's more than just something you put on a greeting card. It's more than something you just say to people when they sneeze. God bless you. No, it is an empowerment. It is the empowerment to prosper, to succeed, and to increase. The Power of the Blessing. When you listen to those messages, I'm telling you, I, I just know revelation knowledge is going to flood your heart. And then my book on, entitled, Why God Wants You to Prosper. The first thing we deal with in this book is to prove to you from the authority of God's word that it is the will of God for you to prosper. And then we go through the Bible talking about why he wants you to prosper. There is a legitimate reason why. And when your motives are pure, then there's no end to the prosperity That God will bring to you. So let me encourage you to order these resources today. It's very important that you get them as quickly as you possibly can. Don't don't wait another couple of weeks. Get them now. All the ordering information is on the screen. And as soon as we receive your order, we'll send it to you just as quick as we possibly can. And you need to share it with your family and friends. All right? Praise God. Thank you for watching today. We're going to continue this study next week, so be sure and join with us. Thank you, partners for the seed that you sow into this ministry. And any of you that feel led of the Lord to sow a seed to help us to continue expand, we receive it with joy and honor, and we thank you for it. God bless each and every one of you, and remember, your faith will overcome the world.